lights start a blank and those handcuffs click. You know who to call and you better call quick. Saul, Saul, you better call Saul. To fight for your rights when your back's to the wall. Stick it to the man, justice for all. You better call all right. Saul. Hello everybody and welcome to Breaking Goodman, a Better Call Saul podcast. I am the host, Mike Marbach. Uh, this episode is going to cover episode number five. Uh, that is correct, right? That's correct. Uh, And it's titled Rebecca, which uh, we'll talk about in a moment. Uh, If you could, just introduce yourself going around to the right. Uh, My name is Michael Henley. I'm Samantha Rothwell. And I'm Brian Craig. Cool. Uh, Before we get into even first impressions, I wanted to uh, go over a couple quick things that are are pretty cool. Uh, The first is we have a contest going on right now. If you go to iTunes and rate and review this podcast, Breaking Goodman, preferably favorably, we will uh, put you in the running for a Better Call Saul t-shirt uh, that uh, you get just for rating and reviewing the podcast. We'll pick one person, and you uh, you can get that. There's a bunch of really cool ones to choose from, too. Uh, so it might even work with you on exactly which one you want to get. Uh, right now, we have one person that uh, went and rated and reviewed. Listen, he heeded the call. He saw that the beacons were lit. And uh, uh, he went, and that name... Uh, it just says, Did I Win Shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, by the by the user ID, Did I Win Shirt. Rated neutral. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, it was actually uh, Bangity. Uh, but Bangity, if you're listening right now, uh, do us a favor, shoot us an email at srmpodcast.gmail.com or tweet at us at SRM Podcast, and uh, let us know. Because if you do end up winning, and right now your chances are pretty damn good, uh, then I want to be able to uh, follow through on that on that promise. Uh, the other thing that I want to chat about quickly is a uh, new segment on the show. Uh, when we're calling it the... Uh, what did we decide on? The mail room? We're going with the mail room. Yes, yeah. let's go with the, uh, <laughs> with the Breaking Goodman mail room. Uh, and we've gotten a few emails over... Uh, the course of the last few weeks. Uh, I'm going to go into one of them now. I'm just going to read it, since you guys uh, out there can't, because uh, that's how these things work. Um, and you guys, uh, the, the panel, I just want to get your thoughts on it, because you guys have not seen this. Um, this is from Dave uh, P. Dave P. How's it going? I'm Dave. And I'm a huge fan of both Better Call Saul and Breaking Goodman. I recently found out that something really interesting about the show uh, and my employer. Uh, I work for Genesis Healthcare. Uh, do you think we should put that in there? We're not. We're not saying a last name or anything. Yeah, why not? Uh, I guess we'll see if he ends up going on to bash the uh, <laughs> the, the company. Uh, I work for Genesis Healthcare. <laughs> Who, earn, who owns uh, nursing homes all across the country. And one of our corporate offices is in Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the HHM boardroom is filled in a Genesis corporate office, and one of the nursing homes owned by the company is actually named Sandpiper. Huh. I wonder if that's where they got the name, or even the idea, of using nursing homes as a plot point. Signed, Dave P. Very interesting. Uh, and you can yeah. follow him at Dave the Author. Oh. So he's an author. Excellent. A writer by trade. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unless unless he's not. Well, um, liar. Probably, yeah. <laughs> uh, so what are what are some, any, any quick thoughts on... I think on the mailroom is a fun idea for the podcast. I think we should... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what about the actual... Oh, gotta, gotta start somewhere. What about the actual uh, mail? Yeah, yeah, gotta start somewhere. Yep. 
Um, I wouldn't be surprised at all. That sounds very, very plausible, especially the number of years they put into that town and filming Breaking Bad. They probably know every nook and cranny and every business like mm-hmm. in Albuquerque. Crook and nanny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys remember that commercial? No. no. Thomas English Muffins? Oh. You oh, mean, nooks and crannies. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, there was a commercial. Crook and nanny. Yeah, yeah, crook and nanny. There was a commercial where the girl says it incorrectly. I don't remember. Uh, the crooks and nannies. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks uh, for the crooks and nannies, Dave, <laughs> yeah. the author. Yes. Uh, I... Th- I yeah, I, of course I don't know for sure, but I think that's absolutely plausible. Plausible that it's uh, it's likely uh, just because of like what we talked about uh, last week or the week before. The way different things have happened on this show, it's just like okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Why don't we just do this? Um, so yeah, Dave P. I think it's possible. I think it's very possible. Mm-hmm. Can I just say too? I mean, you know, if I mean. So, the conference room in uh, HH&M is uh, filmed in the conference room of a nursing home? Uh, of the corporate office. Co- corporate office of a nursing oh, home. Health care. Health health care. Yes, Genesis Healthcare. Genesis Healthcare, my mistake. Okay. Yeah. It's a very, very nice conference room, yeah. I must say. I mean, very sure nice. is. Yeah. Is that a Coca-Cola? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe uh, Dave can write to his higher ups and let us let us no. know. Well, I just uh, want to know what kind of if he doesn't lose his job after uh, after this. Seems strange. The memo is going to come down uh, that Better Call Saul cannot be talked about, written about by, by uh, uh, Genesis Healthcare uh, email addresses. <laughs> Um, and the Breaking Goodman podcast is going to be on the firewall. Yeah. Uh, sites. In season three, the conference room in HSM is just going to move to like the basement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're just like, well, you know. You can trace back to this podcast. <laughs> Speaking of, is that an announcement we should make? Or did I? I only read it. I didn't read the actual article. I mean, I feel like we should. We yeah. Can, we can, uh, this we, is, yeah. uh, it's not the mail. From the mail room yeah. to the newsroom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This just in. What do you got? That's more like well, it's all folks. <laughs> that's true. Um, well, they just announced today. Uh, this is via the Hollywood Reporter. Mere hours ago, that uh, hot off the wire, hot off the wire. Reporters that- from the Hollywood Reporter <laughs> reporting in. <laughs> What's the scope, folks? Yeah. Extra. <laughs> Uh, Mr. and Mrs. America and all the ships at sea. Um, <laughs> we are getting a third season of Better Call Saul. Uh, they just announced it today, just renewed it today. Very, very exciting. Um, I don't think there was really any much doubt because, you know, it's a critical hit. Uh, and uh, I-, I think the ratings are not spectacular, but solid. So, yeah. I mean, but that's that's really good to know. So, yeah. yeah, I'm happy about that. And that would hopefully debut in February, March of 2017. Yep. So we'll see what happens in January 2016 as to uh, whether or not uh, there will still be television um, mm-hmm. and what we will or will not be allowed to say on it. What I'm saying, guys, is that there's a possibility out there that uh, Trump is going uh, is going to win things. Um, he doesn't uh, seem like a fan of Better Call Saul, so, you know. He's not the target demographic. Good things in general. Um, (laughs) All right. Uh, Politics aside, here on the podcast, uh, what did you think of this episode? Rebecca. It's uh, intense. I feel like this may be my favorite episode so far. Cool. Uh, We got a lot of good stuff that I've been hoping we would get, uh, namely a Kim-centric episode Mm -hmm. and some... A family history. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was very happy. Yeah. Yeah. 
stuff from Chuck and stuff from Kim. Mm-hmm. And even just the, the, there was a little bit of Mike, but it was interesting. <laughs> it was uh, quality yeah. over yeah. quantity this week. Yeah. yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Mm-hmm. Any yeah. other thoughts, Mike? Yeah. No, a uh, really solid episode. Um, yeah, I love this one, honestly. I've been itching for a Kim-centric episode for a long time. Um, I thought it was really, really, I mean, we'll get to the nitty gritty of it as we go along, but I thought it was really, really, I mean, well acted, because it's always mm-hmm. well acted, mm-hmm. really, really well directed this episode too. Like yeah. lots of like really interesting stuff going on with lighting and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, this might go down actually as one of my favorite episodes of the show so far. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I agree with all that. Um, I mean, if all we had was um, Hector... In this episode, uh, that is his name, right? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Salamanca. Um, Look at me, Hector. Yeah, uh, <laughs> then I would have been, I would have been happy. But yeah. we get a very good episode and a pretty awesome, uh, probably, probably not cameo. It seems like he's gonna, yeah, pop back in here and there. At least gonna be in next week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think that's pretty awesome. And again, how they are kind of weaving these two series uh, together, but you don't need to know who he is uh, outside of this show in order to yeah. enjoy it. it. Right, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, because we see him uh, from a Breaking Bad standpoint in a completely different way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So even for us who know him, it's it's something really cool to see. Yeah. yeah. If the episode had ended just with Hector sitting down, it would just like, you know, that would have been just for the fans and then it just would have been like, yeah. you know, if you're coming in cold, you're just, who's that? Yeah. But the fact that they actually spin it into a whole scene that has its own yeah. weight and its own sense mm-hmm. of urgency mm-hmm. to it, that means a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I'd like to just cover, uh, start off with Mike this week. Um, uh, typically we save like the most exciting big things for, for the end and for me that's that's this yeah. moment. Uh, but we've already talked a bunch about it uh, and it's it's a pretty quick part of the uh, of the show. So Mike, we see him, uh, and he is on the phone talking to his, uh, the daughter-in-law. What's her name? Mm. I don't remember. Yeah. It's not Rebecca, right? No, it's no. not Rebecca. No. Okay. Well, what is the Rebecca yeah. connection? I think that's title? Chuck's that's wife. Chuck's yeah, wife. Yeah, that's oh, that's her name. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. That was the name that was on the music. Yeah. The, the sheet okay. music a few weeks ago. Okay. Um, well, that's good to know. Uh, so he's talking to his daughter-in-law. Can't remember the name of. Um, there's always. We're, we're, no, let's not find Kaylee's out. Kaylee's mom. Kaylee's, Kaylee's mom. mom. Um, <laughs> when you have a child, you become someone's mother. You lose your identity completely. Uh, you know, I can't help but think that Kaylee's mom and Mr. Kettleman maybe. Should. <laughs> uh, so Kaylee wheels on the bus. If you know what I mean. Those two are at the at the pool of their new new apartment complex mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. hotel. Is that where where they where they stay? Apartment complex. Like yeah. complex like yeah uh and he's just talking to her about how you know how's the how's the place um anything more from from that convo um he mentions that he's not gonna see or she she asks him when he's gonna see kaylee she's been asking for him yeah and uh he implies that the reason he hasn't been around is because his face is all messed up from a car accident yeah yeah uh and he says uh uh, the next one's going to have airbags. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, then there is a very quick... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. One more thing about yeah, the pool. Sure. I believe that pool is a callback to the conversation at the dinner table oh. in the flashback uh, with Jimmy talking about he's looking at different places. I found this one apartment place. They have a pool. 
I'm guessing just because they have a pool in both parts that it's the same apartment complex. But okay. it's neither here nor there. Yeah. I just thought it was a cute little uh, cool thing. So Jimmy and uh, Aaron, which we'll talk more about, uh, are uh, leaving to go... Were they leaving or coming back? They're pulling They're in. They're pulling in. Pulling in. Pulling yeah. in. Yeah. Um, and uh, Jimmy stops the car because he sees Mike's face and he's like, whoa, what the hell happened to you? Yeah. Uh, Mike doesn't say anything uh, and he says... Uh, <laughs> Excuse me, what does he say? Uh, the first rule of Fight Club. Oh, yeah, the first yeah, rule of Fight yeah. Club, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know, the first rule of Fight Club. Uh, and then he kind of um, hums the, the Rocky theme yeah. <laughs> does, yeah. as, he, as he drives off. Uh, by the way, guys, I just saw Creed the other night. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yes. Pretty fantastic. Great movie, right? Yeah. Um, one might say Oscar worthy. I would agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're recording this a couple months ago. Um, <laughs> So now, then we go to the diner, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, what's the name of that diner? Loyola. 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 Loyola's. Loyola's. That's Loyola's. Loyola's. Uh, so they're only open for breakfast and lunch. Yeah. Really? No yeah. dinner. No dinner. No dinner. dinner. Yeah. This is in reality. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we went because when we went down yeah. there, and we were like, "Oh, like we're ju- we're just making it." Like we went for lunch. Yeah. But it was like late. Why is this? I have no idea. It's like classic diner rolls. Is it? Uh, Is it though? Like, <laughs> not really. Because uh, classic Donner rolls are open 24 hours. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's classic Donner rolls. Yeah. 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 I don't know why. It's like a quirky thing. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's. Have you been to the Tampopo? You know, have you ever read Tampopo? It's a place right around the, the theater. Shout out to Tampopo. Um, the, they close from between like 3 p.m. and 5 p.m. Now, they're in the middle of uh, bustling metropolis, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they close uh, between 3 and 5, and... Kind of annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anywho, weird diner rules, guys. Uh, so uh, we're at the diner. We're at Loyola's, um, and uh, we're sitting there for a little while. And then the framing is such where you kind of see him walk in, uh, Hector walk in. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you may or may not Stops, know that it he- pulls up his yeah. pants. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, before, and it's very blurry too. Mm-hmm. Did any of you kind of have that in your head that that mm-hmm. was going to be him? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No. Um, and he he kind of comes in, especially because you know you you uh, you you don't yeah you don't yeah. think of him in that way right. yeah because of how we saw him in Breaking Bad yeah uh, so he comes in and he sits down and he's talking for a little while before they even show his show his face yeah. so it's pretty great the way that they're going about doing this uh, and he apologizes to Mike on behalf of his family mm-hmm. um, he's saying that uh, he, going to jail would be would be good for him he would learn respect for his elders he's talking about Tuco uh, yeah. to Mike uh, and um, but but not not eight years not, yeah. not 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 ten years much 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 less and then there's like this really long pause and uh, Hector's like you know like you catch my drift you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying and Mike's just like <laughs> No. <laughs> no. I can't say that I do. Uh, and uh, he finally just gets to it. He wants the, he wants Mike to tell the police that the gun was Mike's, uh, that it uh, it was he took it out of his pocket and Tuco um, grabbed the gun and that's how his prince got on it and uh, he just wants Mike to, to do that to kind of take the fall so that the prison sentence uh, would be would be much much less. Mm-hmm. He also offered him, I think, five thousand dollars. Yeah. Yep, offered him five thousand uh, bucks. Mike brings up the point where uh, he's like, 
but then I'd I'd go to jail. Uh, and he, and Hector says, "Well, you're you're next cop. They're going to go very easy on you." I'm paraphrasing there. Um, and that's a moment where Mikey is even a little kind of taken aback. Uh, he's like, "Oh, you <laughs> did some research." Yeah. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, you're psychic too, huh?" Yeah. Um, and uh, I I think Hector even said something. I think it says, uh, "I even I even twist his ear." And make him apologize to you. Uh, plus, you get five thousand dollars for your for your troubles. Um, he pays the tab, and uh, he tells him to think about it, and then he he leaves. Yeah. And then it's just a shot of Mike, kind of like realizing that maybe he underestimated. At least my yeah. take is that he underestimated this situation. Yeah. yeah. Which we kind of brought up a little bit last week too. Yeah. yeah. We underestimated <laughs> underestimated this situation. Yeah. Yeah, because Tuco's such a a dope mm-hmm. uh, and a hothead. He never thinks very clearly, but you forget his ties, you know. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. Hector is very yeah. He yeah. does think think mm-hmm. ahead, and yeah. he does have all of these plans. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and last week Mike mentioned the Salamaca family. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. as a reason not to kill him. Yeah, yeah. I guess the flies come buzzing mm-hmm. if yeah. there's even any. Fuzzing. God, there it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, anything else on on this? I mean, aside from it just being really awesome uh, to to see him up it and about awesome. yeah. and and just doing things and in the thick of and real tough. Like yeah. he's just yeah. There's a great little background detail too, where um, the uh, you know one of the when the order comes up basically as uh, as they're talking, you know some the, they do the like the little bell thing yeah, they do it yeah, at yeah, any yeah, diner. Yeah, yeah. Like, ding, 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 the order's up basically, but it's over Hector talking. It's yeah. a nice little bit of foreshadowing. Yeah. I love that kind of stuff, you know. Now yeah. now if they, if they did like a separate shot of like the you know of, of the the bell, that would have ruined everything. Yeah. Instead, mm. just in the background, mm. yeah. Yeah. Ah, that's so good. I didn't even catch it. I love the show. What was Hector's deal? How did he end up... Um, it was it like Parkinson's or something? Or maybe a stroke, I think. A stroke? I, think uh, a stroke. Stroke. I would guess stroke. I'm no doctor. Yeah. His, fac- his <laughs> faculties were still there. Is that what the phrase is? Mm-hmm. Like, he was still there. Yeah, still sharp. He was still no, spelling stairs. out, yeah. go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But he didn't have control of his body. Yeah. So, yeah, I would guess stroke. Uh, could be stroke. Could be uh, ALS, right? Isn't that one, yeah. uh, one of those? Uh, or possibly Parkinson's. But he didn't seem to have the, the movements no, he didn't, associated yeah. with mm-hmm. Parkinson's. The only reason yeah. I ask, and I keep saying Parkinson's, is because it seemed like, and maybe this is an act, how he is, is, it just seemed like there was a little bit of, like, a lot of fidgeting. Um, hmm. Maybe Maybe I'm just... I don't know. Um, any other thoughts on on this? Scene uh, one of the happen- things about Better Call Saul, and one of the things about Breaking Bad and the whole world in general, is that because they do a lot of flashback scenes, they end up having to use a lot of young age makeup. Yeah, which is like and like throwing things in like sharp contrast and soft focus yeah, at the yeah, same yeah. time. We'll get back to that. Yeah, we got a <laughs> yeah. lot we got a lot of that, to, yeah. that last night. Yeah. Um I mean I you you have to suspend the disbelief, but it's a little distracting. Mm-hmm. I also think it's I like I, w- I was thinking about this on my way home today, the just the connection that this seems like where it's going, it seems like that Mike and Gus 
both had a vendetta against Hector. Like they, you know, like they mm. both had reason to hate him. Yeah. And that's just interesting to me because I, who knows how they come together. They may show yeah. us who knows, but, mm-hmm. yeah. um, you know, like it's just, you know, having a common enemy like that seems yeah. kind of interesting Yeah, just because they're coming from two completely different worlds. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that, um, we, I don't know that we, if we've talked about it, but it's, it's also kind of built into the show. So maybe there's not a need, but it's something that I thought about enough to be like, Oh Yeah. Um, that's one of the great things about having Mike on this show is because he can be the one, because this is a prequel for how Jimmy, how Saul becomes Saul, Mm -hmm. uh, he's not going to be doing so much criminal activity sorts of things and and big explosions and shit like that and killing, Mm -hmm. um, at least right away or have anything. He's still grappling with the morality of it. Um, so having Mike here in already kind of getting involved in that world and having those stories separate. There's what I'm saying is it's a good show, guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, he serves multiple purposes from a storytelling standpoint, and also mm-hmm. just like I guess like a show running um, kind of standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's just been real cool. <laughs> um, yeah. So what do you think? Uh, what do you think happens with Mike now? Because now he's in the position where he's probably gonna. Maybe do this mm-hmm. um, because if not, yeah, uh, bad yeah. shit could well, be happening. I suppose, yeah, because there is the implicit threat there. Am I the only one who? I mean, I'm no expert on how these things are done. Not even after all my hours watching Breaking Bad, but like, <laughs> is, doesn't five thousand dollars seem pretty low for yeah, the kind yeah. of like, going that's, to that's jail? A pretty low yeah. figure, yeah, because mm-hmm. he got twenty five thousand for sending him for sending him to jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but it might be the case where he doesn't go to jail at all. Yeah, um, which is a big ex- assumption, honestly, on 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 Hector's, on Hector's part, part. I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. He did leave the police in disgrace under a cloud, under a question mark. Yeah, and, yeah. you know. So yeah, that's true. I don't think Mike is going to take the deal. It seems unlike Mike. It seems unlike Mike, and it seems like a. I mean, there's no sense in. There's no logic to it, right? Other than Mike saving his ass, but that's not yeah. a thing Mike does. No, Mike right. doesn't. I mean, he puts himself on the line. To not have to do that, yeah. Um, but he also puts himself on the line when uh, Kaylee and mm-hmm. um, the daughter-in-law Kaylee's are involved. Mom. Yeah. So um, they get threatened with uh, yeah. with Hector kind of already knowing his his backstory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's yeah. probably already has people looking at that situation. Sure. Uh, so I can see a situation where, at the very least, he's pressured enough to do it. Yeah. But then probably does a mic thing and figures a way around it. Yeah. Maybe. I feel like from a storytelling perspective, to bring this up at the end of the episode and then for him to take that take that offer doesn't make any sense. Right. Like mm. he had the protagonist has an antagonist now, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. he's got a new big bad guy to go up against. Yeah. So I don't know how it's gonna play out, but yeah. it's gonna be interesting and complicated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Anybody else? Alright. Uh, then let's move over to uh, to the the A story. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you mind, Sam? Uh, okay, so we open. It's on a <clears throat> a flashback. We see uh, Chuck screwing in a light bulb into uh, the chandelier, um, and he goes into uh, the kitchen where his. Pres- I mean, we 
assume it's his wife, right? Oh, yeah, they did say wedding, so it's his <laughs> wife. Uh, she's cooking dinner, and he keeps kind of apologi- half apologizing, half saying, oh, you know, thank you for actually going through with this. You know, you're a real trooper for doing this. And, um, and she keeps going, oh, I don't, I don't see what the big deal, you know, this is fine. I, I, I enjoy this. This is good. And they come up with a little, uh, cue that they're going to do the Carol Burnett thing if a conversation gets weird and they want to stop it. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Jimmy arrives at the door, so he's coming over for dinner. He brings some old-style beer from Chicago, <laughs> yeah. uh, and he is talking about his first week at the mailroom, because you got to start somewhere, mm-hmm. and um, he's really excited about it, and he's talking about all the things he learned, like using the Xerox machine, learned everybody's names, uh, and uh, then he starts getting into... A ton of lawyer jokes. Just the hackiest lawyer Just the yeah, worst yeah. lawyer jokes you've ever heard, but... Uh, yes. Just gleefully yeah. telling yeah. them. And Chuck's <laughs> getting annoyed by this, mm-hmm. and uh, his wife actually seems to enjoy it mm-hmm. and thinks it's funny yeah. and kind of wants to hear more, and Chuck starts pulling on his ear, and <laughs> his wife ignores him, yeah, and yeah. he walks out of the room. <laughs> uh, and then we see them later in, um, in the bedroom, and... They're talking, and uh, she's going, oh, Jimmy is so great. And he's he doesn't seem to understand why. Once again, he doesn't see it. He doesn't see what yeah. people see in Jimmy, and he's just kind of annoyed with him and thinks he's yeah. annoying. And then Chuck tries to adorably make a lawyer joke. <laughs> yeah. and uh, Which was my favorite of yeah. all lawyer jokes. That <laughs> what <laughs> what, uh, what really do you call attorneys? Or what do you yeah, call 25 attorneys? Buried to their neck. Buried to cement. their chin in Buried cement. Chin, yeah. Oh, it's not enough cement. <laughs> yeah. uh, and she just went, oh, yeah, okay. And just kind of blew him <laughs> yeah. off. And he's doing the same thing that right? Jimmy was mm-hmm. doing. Right. And nobody likes it. Nobody thinks it's cute when Chuck does it. Yeah. So you kind of, it's kind of like a, it's a, it's, it's, it's a moment where you understand where Chuck is coming from. Where right. this is, this was their life. Like, where he was always the good guy. He was always the, the person following the rules. Yeah. And then when he would even try to do the thing that Jimmy does, he just gets blown. Like... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not I, blown I, off, but... Is that what... Yeah, that's yeah, the word. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, I really enjoyed all of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, uh, you guys brought up the way the things were, were shot, which we can chat about in a moment. Um, but just from the screwing in of the the light bulb mm-hmm. uh like that again storytelling without any kind of dialogue mm-hmm. very economical in the way that they do things yeah. like you, you very quickly realize that it's a, that flashback. It's a flashback mm-hmm. before you see anything to do with rebecca or even the space overall um and uh more stuff I also forgot to mention the, the sheet music was in the, the one shot, I think, yes, by the was. dining room, like the, the the wide shot of the dining room table. Mm. Oh, the okay. sheet music was in, like, the foreground. Yeah. Oh, and I just thought of the other thing I was going to say. Classic textbook, Dr. Leo Marvin, What About Bob? Yeah. Here. Yes. Yes. Uh, there yes. was a lot of that, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was uh-huh. so, like, when Bob goes to dinner and yeah. he's like, okay, well, you have to just understand that he's he's a little cuckoo and, you yeah. know, he's just, uh, he's, he's weird. Um, so, and then he comes, he goes over to dinner and everybody freaking mm-hmm. loves him and yeah. he's just like, well, you stop it! Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and it was neat. As you started to see little, um, like, the front door, you're like, oh, this is the house. He's still living in this house. That's yeah. definitely 
the entryway. Oh, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's, that's I mean, the kitchen. Sense. That's the yeah, house. Okay. Now we're seeing it in, a, in literally a different light. Yeah. Because it was in light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also wrote down blueberry crumble. That was what was mm-hmm. for dessert. Blueberry crumble. <laughs> blueberry crumble. Uh, yeah, you guys mentioned how it was shot. Yeah, I mean, the lighting in this uh, in this scene was, like, especially beautiful, you know, like the pools of, like, you know, just kind of blue, mm-hmm. you know, um... It was, it was it was practically monochromatic, you know, essentially the way it was shot. Mm-hmm. It was basically just, you know, either blue or white or, like, dark shadows. And, yeah. like, it really, really kind of conveys the idea of, you know, you know, this is this is Chuck's world, basically. Mm-hmm. This is Chuck in his element, you know, and there's such a uniformity to everything. Mm-hmm. And then Jimmy walks in, and Jimmy is when you get, like, a little bit of, like, the hint of brown, basically. Like, a little bit, like, all, like just... Visual storytelling, because, like, right away, he, like, he doesn't quite fit in, you know? Like, he just, it, he doesn't quite match the environs, mm-hmm. you know? And he also came in very, like, hey Like, very kind of manic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Chuck and, and Rebecca had this very, like, uh, just their conversation is very leveled. Precise. And precise. Yeah, Deliberate. that's a good word for it. And it's it felt a little also like... Um, Elliot and Gretchen, when they would have their like sort of mm-hmm. like intellectual yeah. conversations, yeah. where it felt a little like that to me, where they're they're just kind of speaking to each other with. <sighs> it's like the the intellectual elite, yeah, and then the common man comes yeah. in and yeah. his beer yeah. and you know whatever, and then he's talking about like the the fish that she was making, and it just seemed very you know mm-hmm. like uh, hot. I can't, my brain's not working today. I'm not coming up with words. Um, but uh, high-end, kind of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hoity? Hoity-toity? Hoity. Hoity. Yeah, a little hoity-toity. Yeah, maybe the hoity. Hoity. Just say hoity. Uh, no toity? No toity. I would, a couple small things that I really Highfalutin. enjoyed from, from again, this, this segment was when he was going in and wiping his feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, for yeah. an, an odd amount of time, yeah. um, I guess uh, being the, the the common the common man going in yeah. to, to this big house, uh, just kind of yeah. going over overboard with it. It feels like, a little unworthy. I'm not worthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And, yeah. and Chuck was just like, "You're you're good. Yeah. You're good. Yeah, just just come in." Uh, and, and that's a funny con- which, that's a funny contrast to like, it is because yeah. he's. That's like an obsessive, like an obsessive compulsive thing to do. It is, and yeah. Chuck's being the one like, "All right, that's enough. Yeah, quit, yeah. quit doing the thing you're doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, come in." Uh, and the other <laughs> thing is, before he starts telling the jokes, kind of doing that Jimmy thing, yeah. I feel, uh, and just kind of feeling out the room yeah. and just kind of saying like, "Okay, this doesn't quite feel right. Let's uh, change up the energy here yeah. a little yeah. bit." And all right, what do you call? And yeah. then he just yeah. launches into like six uh, before she even joins in at yeah. one point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any other straight thoughts from the... And, from the, and the way he was delivering his jokes was really like, now, I'm, I, <laughs> oh, yeah, I yeah. completely, yeah. I respect <laughs> Chuck. <laughs> I think yeah. lawyers are very... Oh, by the way, here's another joke. Yeah. Like, he kept, uh, like... Yeah, it comes that. from a place yeah. of, of, of respect. And uh, have, have you heard the one where... <laughs> yeah, this is very good. Uh, uh, very stand-up comic, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's delivery big mm-hmm. time. Um... I really like to see, especially, like, we touched a couple weeks ago on, like, the whole kind of... I know we're just talking about the art of joke-telling here, but I still think it's apropos. The whole kind of difference between um, between Jimmy and Chuck, and it's like, you know, it's Mozart and Salieri, you know? Yeah. And it really is here. You really see that dynamic. Because it's just like, what, what you know, what, why do you like him so much? Oh, because he does this? Well, I can do this. Hey, you know, I can yeah. do the same thing. Yeah. And just like, yeah, but it's like, you're doing the same thing, but you're not doing the same thing yeah. at all, kind of yeah. thing, you know? Yeah. Um, and... Can we just take a moment and actually, like, 
How good is Michael McKeon here? Oh, I know yeah. we say that every Holy week. Moly. I, you know what? This weekend I watched uh, oh, Spinal Tap Spine again. Oh, and God, he, his range from there yeah. to here and everything in between. Because exactly. Because like, me out. Yeah. Because here he has to play the guy who tells a joke and no one laughs. He has to play the unfunny guy. Yeah. And it's yeah. Michael McKeon. Yeah. Like, the guy, the guy that? that says, talking about bun cakes, my girl's got them. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's 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 like um, I don't know. It's like whenever you see a movie or like a play or whatever, and like someone has to play like being a bad actor. And it's like actually one of the hardest things for like a good actor to do, like to play themselves being a bad actor. You yeah. know, it's it's something. It's really something. Yeah, I think most of our uh, greatest actors have also been very good comedians. Um, I mean, when you look back on uh, the uh, years from now, when they when we look back on on this generation, whatever we call this generation, um, I guess 2016. I guess we'll just say the year. Uh, hopefully not the like, last generation. Who, yeah, who, hopefully not the last generation. I feel uh, like I'm gonna go with Generation Y. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with that. Uh, and uh, we're we're talking about great actors. I think in the top ten will probably be people that have also been amazing comedians. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, I was thinking about this. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, Vince Gilligan brought that up actually on that uh, talking Saul uh, said because he I, he was talking about why he gets why he gets people who are comedians. He said they're they're better at because if you can do comedy, that's way harder than doing drama. So yeah. you, so he he trusts people who are comedians because they know how to do mm-hmm. both. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you you can't act comic timing. Yeah, you, know, you have. Yeah, it's something that that you that you have. And uh, then, as much as uh, the education director of Fed might uh, <laughs> tell you otherwise, you can't really teach it either. No, it's uh, an instant. Uh, we, we, there are there are many things that we we can teach, but we can't, can't necessarily teach, teach. Yeah, you can't teach instinct. Um, uh, what I was going to say before was I just saw uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yes, which I thought was fantastic. Uh, and years from now, when we look back on 2016 and who the greatest actors are, uh, I think John Goodman's probably going to be in that top 10 list. Uh, he's one of the most versatile actors, um, even versatile as far as roles, because he more or less plays himself in everything. Um, but he can play the funny things. He can play like the scary things. Like if see the movie, if you haven't seen it, um, uh, better, better call Saul breaking Goodman podcast brought to you. By Ten Cloverfield Lane. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not. Um, but the, the the point of that. I don't know tangent. where people find the time to go to the movies. That's honestly, <laughs> I genuinely don't have the time to do it. I have ever. most of my time to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Uh, so, which is why you can follow me at Mike Marbeck for a whole bunch of uh, twenty, almost twenty four hours at a time uh, rants on the political system. Um, and movies <laughs> in general. That was the smoothest segue. <laughs> yeah, I think I've ever heard. Uh, so yeah, the, the point is that comic actors are pretty awesome guys, and yeah. Michael McKeon is one of the best. He really yeah. is. Just that stony silence mm-hmm. and that, that last beat of the that that bedroom scene. You're just yeah. staring. Yeah, yeah. the way staring. It's, it's yeah. lit like mm-hmm. right here. Mm-hmm. And once again, the the cold open. And the final scene kind of mirror each other in a way, uh, where it's just after something has happened, mm-hmm. um, both w- with very different weights in, in, res- you know, in the same way, but 
probably the same amount of weight in their their kinds of worlds, if that made any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, where it camera just kind of is on them, they react a certain way, and then, yeah, uh, theme music slash the end. Uh, all right, moving on. You wanna do you mind, Sam? Oh, I'm gonna uh, enjoy this. Okay, so you can enjoy this. <laughs> Uh, so in the next scene, uh, Jimmy's on the phone with Kim, leaving her a message saying that he wants to make this right. Uh, and then he goes to use, like, it looks like he's using the copy machine because I was kind of chuckling because he was talking about using the Xerox <laughs> yeah, yeah. thing. Uh, Erin, uh, from Davis in Maine walks up and told, tells him she has to show him how he's doing his notes and all of his files because yeah. she knows the house style and yeah. he's not following the house style. Yeah, you follow so the house style. she would she's she's holding this pile of notes that has all of these little sticky yeah. ends on it. Tons. Um and she's becoming very, very pushy, and he keeps kind of trying to push off, and she's going, no, no, I, I, I need to show you this. Why don't we do this tomorrow morning? Okay, but I would actually rather do yeah. it yeah. now. I was thinking we just get her, get her done now. I know the house style. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, it, I think it becomes kind of apparent that Erin has been sent to babysit uh, mm-hmm. Saul here, or Jimmy, um, because, you know, of the whole commercial thing sure and so uh he says all right well, let me just go grab my pen and she, my favorite pen. his favorite, favorite, pen. favorite let me grab my favorite pen. and she goes <laughs> she goes into the back office and he sneaks out yeah. his, a back door yeah to uh go check out kim yeah who is currently in the basement of hhm highlighting files mm-hmm. um which, by the way, it's a 65-mile drive. Like, it's an hour yeah. drive yeah. from Santa Fe to Albuquerque every time he does that. Can we just chat about the just that quick scene sure. real fast? Yes. Um, as soon as he said, I'm going to go grab my pen, you, you probably yeah. figured he was like, yeah. he, he was gone. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I've seen this errand somewhere. Um, I thought so too, and I forgot to look in the, it up. In the Breaking Goodman she, style. Well, she uh, was. I know. looked it up. I mean, she's been in the show. She's Actually, been in the show yeah. previously. She gave she was a report taking, a few yeah, weeks she was ago. taking notes at the at the big table. With oh, so I've seen her before yeah. her in, in the show. show. She was. She gave notes. She was sitting next to Jimmy when they they were talking uh, right before they were talking about uh, how he got all the people to sign up. Okay. Um, on the bus on the Amarillo episode. Okay. He was sitting next. She was sitting next to him, and she was like talking when the, the board started. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, though another uh, little thing about her for um, the Mister Show fans and our listening audience: uh, the actress is Jessie Ennis, who is the daughter of John Ennis from Mister Show. So, All right. Huh. A fun little uh, tidbit. Fun little tidbit. There. You know, I haven't seen the. Uh... With Bob and David yet? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't watched the new uh, one. Have you seen? Yeah. We have. How, how was it? I mean, it's good. But it's not like, you know... Not Mr. Show? It's not Mr. Sh- it's not the Mr. Show that I... Yeah, I'll tell sure. you, you know, honestly, the better... The thing that I enjoyed more than the actual show was, like, the 60-minute behind-the-scenes making of. Yeah. Because that really got into the nitty-gritty of how to... Like, as a person who makes sketch comedy, it was fun mm-hmm. watching... People professionally making sketch comedy, yeah. like in the writers room, like uh, shots of Bob Odenkirk getting excited about stupid lines, <laughs> yeah. and like tipping back in his chair and like just shouting lines and, and riffing, uh, and then like how they put the show together was really fun. So I, I I would recommend watching that just so you know what they're talking about when you watch the making of. Okay, 
I will do that. Uh, anything else? Oh, she she gets on about um, uh, recycling. Oh right, uh, I forgot about that. I, you had a can in your in your in your in your trash. Uh, we really do what we can here to minimize our carbon. I took it trash. out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I fished through it and I got it out and I put it. You know, we have. Oh, don't this, worry. I took it. I I yeah. got it out. We put our um, recyclables in a, the big can uh, in the in the room. He's like, okay, well, that's where I'll put my uh, my empty scotch bottles. Yeah. <laughs> um, you been fishing through my trash? Um, and there was, uh, yeah, the whole. She just goes like, well, we have our house style. The mm-hmm. other. Quick thing here, I, I caught was she's a second year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a fourth yeah. year. Yes, um, and he's kind of like, why is why is a second year uh, trying to get on my case? Giving me yeah. notes. Yeah, I'm double the year. Um, giving me notes, uh, and she's just uh, she says that it's just an associate like, helping. Like I said, so, yeah, I know the house stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm not here to babysit you. And she says that great thing too, where it's just like you know, you use, you know, you, I see you use quotes, which is great, but you use so many quotes that it's you know to make your argument. It's like you don't know how to make an argument of your own, which I know you can. Yeah, it's not like that, which is like classic, oh, like constructive, yeah, yeah, right, classic, like kind of compliment. Yeah, that, exactly. And, yeah. and you also happen to use uh, uh, obviously and clearly very much. Um, <laughs> uh, overuse those. Um, he also put two spaces after the period. Because it looks cleaner. On page. Hey, yeah, it looks cleaner. On page. It does. I agree. Uh, with that. I love two spaces after a thing. All right. It frustrates me in the text message because I always do, and then it uncapitalizes yeah, the first letter. And it it takes up so much space. Like you only have so much. I know. <laughs> it frustrates me. Right? It's there. As frustrated as you are that I do it, oh. that's how frustrated I am that I can't do it sometimes. <laughs> okay, so Jimmy heads to uh, H and H. H-H-M. H-H-M. Watch it. We H-H-H. see Kim. Let's get a new shirt. H-H-M. Um, <laughs> we first, actually, first we see Kim in the basement highlighting files. And there's uh, two young gentlemen also working there with her. And they say, uh, you know, it's 1145. Or, you know, can we, are we, are we going to leave? And she's like, don't stay here on my account. I'm not your supervisor. I'm not your supervisor. Yeah. Yeah. And so the they, of course, pack <laughs> up, stand up. Pack up yeah. and leave. And she gets back to work. Mm-hmm. Jimmy arrives uh, on his 65 mile, what is it? <laughs> 65 miles. It's an hour, it's about an hour and three yeah. minute drive. 65 mile trip. Magic of television. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bangs on the door, has to get let in again by the, uh, the cleaning guy. Uh, and walks in to see Kim. She at first thinks it's the cleaning guy. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Jimmy hands her a folder saying, here, here's what we're going to do. You're going to sue H&M for doing this to you. <laughs> and she's going, are you serious? That is career suicide. Why would I ever do that? Um, and then he said that he would quit his job. Oh, well, that's it. I'll, I'll quit. And... Uh, uh, so she kind of goes, you, you don't have to be my hero. Like, you, you're trying to come in here and be my knight in, in shining armor. Mm-hmm. But I will I will figure this out. I will save me. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, she says, Chuck is, you know, Chuck is all behind this. And she says, you are behind this. Yeah. And, and I will figure it out. I'll do it myself. Yeah. This happened before and Chuck was nowhere around. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. You just do your job. Prove that you can go... Uh, one week, oh, yeah. make it make one day mm-hmm. uh, without violating the laws of the New Mexico Bar Association or something, yeah. something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and uh, yeah, you don't save me, I save me. I save me. Yeah. Please just go. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. 
yeah, roof, yeah. roof night. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, that's that's that was like one of my favorite lines of the whole episode. The uh, "You don't save me, I save me." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I yeah. dig myself out of this hole. Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, I mean, I love how dumb Jimmy is here. You yeah. know, like the like the proposal is dumb. Yeah, I mean, it's a really dumb proposal. But it, it, yeah. it's it's such a good job of showing like building character here. And, like, really just showing how, like, G- the last thing Jimmy will do is just sit still. He would rather do a dumb idea than do the smart thing if it means mm-hmm. stand- sitting still mm-hmm. or moving very, very slowly. Like, he can't comprehend it, you know? Yeah. So, you know, and Kim's right that there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of self-servingness. Is that a word? Um, <laughs> in uh, what's going on here. Um, but, yeah, I-, I love that kind of sense of desperation it really exudes and how she's just, like, not having it. You know, like, mm-hmm. she just dismisses him out of hand. Um, yeah. I love that scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to know what song that is. Song that's that right. Yeah, because... Uh, well, oh, right, right. Yeah, the rap song that was playing. And they're doing, like, the close-ups of the yeah. highlighting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's also because um, it's it's funny to me because Jimmy is still kind of bringing this around, and this is this is about him, yeah. And he doesn't realize that this is about her, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Very selfish guy. Uh, there's a meeting, morning meeting with uh, with Aaron, mm-hmm. uh, is this, which is Jimmy. He's entering the the office in the morning. Uh, and he's just kind of like looking around, like a, like a kid coming home <laughs> yeah. late, yeah. Uh, hoping the parents aren't wait, waiting this up. World's second best lawyer <laughs> yeah. as well. Uh, and uh, he goes by Omar. Uh, that's his guy. Yeah. Yes, um, goes by Omar, and it's like, is Aaron here? And he's just like, yup, she's right, right that ways. Uh, <laughs> and she's in there already waiting for him. And uh, he just says, uh, oh, I'm really sorry. I have, uh, uh, he says, GERD, which was gastrointestinal something or other. Um, and she's like, can we just do this? He's like, yeah, sure, let's go. And she shuts the door, and they go through uh, him learning, I guess, the house style. Uh, <laughs> anything on that before we move fast or move on? I just think it was very Jimmy of him to make up this sure. elaborate... Like, like he went into so much detail, mm-hmm, which yeah. did not need to even be... She knew he was lying Plus, to her. Yeah, like, he yeah. could have just... Uh, <laughs> I left. I'm sorry. And she would have been like, liar. let's just do this. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I love that whole kind of, like, your powers are useless against me. Just like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let, you know, like, I'm not impressed by you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kim is uh, using her breaks, her break time, apparently, to... Uh, call up hustling yeah to hustle uh, to try and get something make something happen mm-hmm. uh, to get something done and do what she can to dig herself out of this hole and one of the ways she goes about doing this is to is she thinks is to call up um, I guess her other friends at other firms uh, at other uh, institutions and ask them if they're looking for any assistance with cases uh, any outside counsel on different issues collaborative uh, looking thing. for some leads yeah. uh, for uh, HHM mm-hmm uh, and all of the people that she talks to uh, are just more or less asking her out uh, yeah. or asking her status. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Those are all like p- lawyers yeah. she met at the American Bar Association mm-hmm. uh, mixer. Mixer, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, like, what is, what she's like, yeah, whiskey shots. That yeah. was me. Yeah, 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 something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. 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 Uh, Kim. <laughs> 
Uh, yes, it, she's calling for leads. Uh, I go just love that. Was a fantastic. And the post-its, yeah. the post-its were, yeah. they reminded me a little bit of the tabs on the end. They was almost yeah. the same colors yep. as the tabs in the end yeah. of the mm-hmm. file, the house-style file. Mm-hmm. And house she's style using the, the stairwell as her office. Yeah. 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 And it was cool visually. Yes. Yeah. Um, and the editing. You, the, you were on the other side of yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um we go to the court clerk's office mm-hmm. uh, where we've we haven't been there since last season. No. I don't think, uh, and we we know how this works. Yeah, Aaron doesn't know how this works. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so Jimmy says, "Okay, I'm just gonna you know just let me take the lead here. I'll do all the talking. Sure, go ahead. Yeah, you got to finesse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so he tries to get what is it? He's trying to get or get done. He's trying to get like an early court date, yeah. you know, yeah. okay. um, a preferable uh, court time with the judge. Okay, yeah. uh, and she, the the woman behind the counter, behind the window, is saying, "Nope, don't have it. Nope, 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 can't do that." Uh, and he pulls out a a beanie baby mm-hmm. uh, and uh, waves it in front of her. And no sooner does he, uh, you know, jiggle it a little bit, uh, does Aaron snatch it out of his hands mm-hmm. and just walk off and say, "This is this is bribery." Um, can't do it. Uh, and what part of finesse don't you understand? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he's like, is this going to be, well, the, he goes right back and they get a date oh, like a month from now mm-hmm. or from then. Yeah. Uh, and, and also at a later time, cause he specifically wanted a morning one because yeah, he was in front of the like judge two. was a drunk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. and then he got a two thirty. Yeah. A month from now, uh, and he says, "Is this going to go on my uh, on my report?" And she <laughs> my says, "Stasi report." My Stasi report. <laughs> uh, and she says, "I'm not trying to get you in trouble. I'm trying to keep you out of it." Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, also more or less Chuck's Chuck's role in his life. Yeah. Um, and uh, he runs into Bill uh, from the first season in the restroom, who cannot get over his. Uh, employment yeah. at Davis mm-hmm. and Maine and getting a car and getting an apartment and just going on and on and uh, he doesn't necessarily care about yeah. any of that stuff now it's kind of weird these things aren't don't make yeah. him happy yeah. yeah being being Saul Goodman makes him happy yeah and he can't do that there yeah calls him a lucky bastard and that's the end of that segment yeah any other uh, thoughts uh, shot color well, he has that great great story. he has that great line too where he's just like what's that on your lapel and he's just like oh right it's like it's vomit you know what? It could have been also two different two yeah. different defendants, right? Doesn't he see something like that? Yeah. yeah. So, it's a, like, this is either from one of two defendants. Yeah. 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 The court clerk was genuinely disappointed she wasn't getting that beanie baby. Yeah. 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 And they just, he just threw it out. That's sad. Yeah. You yeah. know? Like that yeah. beanie baby. Could have been a collector's item. Right? <laughs> Seriously. Was it glory bear? Um, <laughs> a, a praying uh, bear, I think, because it has like it was like precious like, moments bear. And we, when we bear. ran into that uh, that lawyer Bill uh, last season, uh, like he has nothing but disdain for his clients. Yeah, uh, like he just wants the trappings of a successful lawyer. That's all he wants out of life, and mm-hmm. that's why he uh, he covets all this stuff that Jimmy has now. He does. He's not trying to help. Anyone help the the clients? Mm-hmm. Think yeah. so them yeah. as dirt bags. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there is another montage of Kim mm-hmm. uh, following up on some leads, maybe making some new calls. I wasn't sure. I think some of them were follow ups mm-hmm. uh, with the same visuals uh, for the most part. Um, and uh, there is a, uh, I think, a Spanish version of uh, My, My Way, Way. Yeah. Yeah. playing playing underneath yeah, by the Gypsy Kings. Kings. Uh, yeah. is it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it pays off. 
Uh, her diligence is paid off, and she gets a meeting with uh, Mesa Verde, uh, which I guess is a, a bank. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have a meeting. Howard shows up. Uh, they comes down the steps. They greet the person. Um, the meeting goes really well. Uh, and um, Kim says after the after they kind of drive off, um, everybody's very happy. She says congratulations. Yeah, congratulations to you. Howard says to her. Okay, cool. I'm going to get going on this, on this, on this, on that. And, uh, yeah, I'll follow up here and we'll, we'll take it from there. And Howard's like, uh, I'm going to put Francis on this one. You got your hands full in doc review. And my heart sank. Yeah. <laughs> all of our hearts sank. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, anything on and she uh, just whatever you got on all that. The, yeah. Just that look on her face. Yeah. Just she eating. shuts yeah. down. Yeah. yeah. Um, she's about to say, she's like, and she just swallowed her pride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It was uh, like at the end and the beginning, really. Mm-hmm. Like that's the middle, almost the middle-ish uh, end of the mid- end of the middle mm-hmm. of the episode. So it starts off with somebody having that kind of moment, uh, and then it happens again in the middle, and then again at the very yes. the very end. It's a good show, guys. <laughs> it is. Um, great directing choice that I really like too. The way they finish that scene, which is a like a you know it's a it's a high shot basically like that captures like the flagpole, mm-hmm. you know, and with Kim just kind of yeah. you know far you know, like distantly on the ground, and you hear that clattering. You yeah, see the, the clattering flag. of the flag yeah. just kind of you know tapping oh. against the flagpole, which just makes her seem just so small yeah. in the world, just so uncaring that yeah. it just it really sells the moment very yeah. well. Um, in the costuming. Mm-hmm. Um, like she calls Paige and she says, "Yeah, yeah, we really hit it off." Yeah, and, I thought we hit uh, it off too. <laughs> and she, Paige, has the real short hair, and Kim pulls her hair all the way back, tucked it all up, oh. and she's wearing a black dress with a blue blazer. That's what Paige is wearing. They're, they're they look very oh, similar, wow. and I think okay. she's trying to to be mirror in, her, mirror yeah. her, and and make her feel comfortable. And she also had her a soy milk latte ready for her <laughs> as well when they got in there. Yeah. Just, and they're going to have a little presentation up there. And I think she says to her, like, I have it here. Um, but I, what I think here is what I'm about to say. Uh, she's, a, she's a keeper. Oh, yeah. she's a keeper. But doesn't Jimmy also say that to uh, to Chuck about Rebecca? Or, or he says something like that. Oh, you got a good one here. Um, something like that. In, 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 at the dinner. Yeah. But again, that's neither here nor there. Um, anything else on, on that segment? No, it's just heart wrenching. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Harold shows up at Chuck's house, tells him about Mesa Verde, um, and uh, Chuck's is like, "Oh wow, fourth year." Uh, so Kim is also a fourth year. Uh, brought in a two hundred fifty thousand um, dollar something or other, uh, and uh, we'll see if um, if. It ends up getting her out of the doghouse. Yeah, because yeah. Chuck said, "Oh, I guess she's out of the doghouse." Yeah. And Howard, Howard did what we thought Howard was doing in the first season. Like we we started kind of mm-hmm. thinking Howard wasn't as terrible as he was. But that line last night when he was, yeah, yeah, I, I will say about that. Like you just went, "Oh man, yeah. fuck, mm-hmm. yeah. what an asshole." Yeah. Yep. And they were also drinking, I believe they were drinking scotch, going to assume. Mm-hmm. And it's just funny because the scotch was referenced earlier. <laughs> and I believe they are drinking scotch at the end, uh, Chuck and Kim. Oh, were they? I think I they think were drinking coffee. Coffee? coffee? Yeah. Yeah. With the uh, soy milk. Did I write down scotch? Yeah, but she, 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 uh, 
he asked her to because it was Did such a great some? scene. Oh right, right. Like, the I mean, coffee, we'll the coffee. The coffee. Oh, coffee, scene. coffee. All oh, right, all right, right. Okay, never mind. Sorry. Uh, would you like some coffee? No, I'm good. Good. <laughs> Can I, I have, have some, some coffee? coffee? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't make it myself. Um, make two. Um, and so we then go to Chuck at the office. Uh, I guess he's he's gotten to he started working. Very, very early hours of the morning until I think he said 9 a.m. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because the the majority of the lights and everything start coming on mm-hmm. normal business hours. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's easier for him to work from the yeah, office. He's figured out a routine, which yeah. is good. Yeah, good for him. Uh, and he's there, and then there's like this kind of faint light mm-hmm. gets gets turned on. But I guess for, for that situation, it seems very bright. Uh, and it, it's Kim... Uh, and he's looking out the, the the doorway like he's looking up at the sun, yeah. <laughs> like Mr. Burns, like what, sixty watts. And we have that coffee, uh, little coffee chat there, asking him to make her to make him coffee, make two. Uh, they talk about Jimmy, uh, and. Uh, and when he did that to her, like I felt, I, yeah. we were all like, "Oh, yeah, he's gonna shit on her too." Now everyone's yeah. shitting on Kim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now she's just everyone's coffee girl. Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, and I mean, it ends with him saying, "You, you know, I'm gonna talk to Howard. You're being wasted in, in doc with you." Mm-hmm. Um, what was the gist of the conversation between her and uh, Chuck? Well, Chuck basically tells a story, you know, essentially about what happened to their father's business. Um, and, and what that, happened to their father. What happened to their father, yeah. Um, and uh, this, I think this is the first hint we've ever gotten of, every, of anything like this, yeah. which is... I've been asking for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which is that Jimmy was helping with his father's business. I forget what type of... It was like it was a, a small... Convenience, convenience store. store. Yeah. Or corner store. Yeah, uh, cigarettes, you know, penny candy. Cigarette, not, penny candy nothing right. really, but, you know, enough to... Pay the bills. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Chuck had gone off to college at that point. Yes. Um, so Jimmy was helping out, and uh, essentially uh, they run into financial problems at some point. So Chuck comes back to help and discovers, you know, about $14,000 missing, essentially. You know, because, like, you know, skimming the till a little bit here and there and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Just little things here and there, but they add up to, like, $14,000. And their father was adamant that, you know... Must have been a mistake. Not my Jimmy. He, he, you know, Jimmy would never do anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he ends up having to close the business, and then and then their father dies. Six I think six months later. later. Yeah. Um, so you can tell that Chuck's working through. Chuck's working through a lot mm-hmm. with that story, um, yeah. and clearly there's a lot of blame. He's kind of you know not so secretly putting on Jimmy with that story. Yeah. And it's a really kind of devastating story. One I'm not 100% sure we've gotten the full truth on, sure. to be perfectly honest. Um, and you can, and he lands this on Kim, and you can see, you can see Kim's brain, like, really, really working here. Um, and um, they kind of, they kind of ended in an unresolved place, because Chuck says, yeah, I'm going to talk to Howard, I think you're wasted in doc review. Yeah. And he says... But he also says, uh, my, my brother is not a bad right, person, right. he has a good heart, he just he can't, can't help, help himself. himself. Yeah. Like what he said last week. Yeah. Uh, I think it was last week or the week before. Like You're like an alcoholic yeah. who just can't admit that you have a problem. Yeah. yeah. Like an alcoholic monkey with a gun. And he also said in that story about his father that at the funeral, Jimmy was crying harder than everyone else. Yeah. yeah. And which led into the, the good heart yeah. statement. Mm-hmm. Like he means well. He means well. Just yeah. 
Yeah. Help himself. He just loves it. He yeah. loves doing, like, yeah. stealing and, and mm-hmm. or coming up with schemes. And, and we, we've talked about this uh, in previous episodes, but it, this really is a story about addiction a lot. Mm-hmm. In a yeah, lot of ways. Is. Yeah, yeah. And compulsive behavior and, like, Jimmy, like, when he came into the... The, the next morning to deal with Aaron and her notes, he is a compulsive liar. Mm-hmm. He had to, he, he had he to come up with something, yeah. and she yeah. didn't need anything. He could yeah. have just shown up, and she should, would have said, let's do this. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter. And look at Aaron herself. Mm-hmm. She's, oh, she's got some tendencies. Certainly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's true. Uh, yeah. She's got Which some... is why she got assigned to this job. Yeah, mm-hmm. she knows how style. She's going to be very particular she, about she, it. <laughs> <laughs> um, any uh, any other straight thoughts on the episode overall? I think it's interesting how they've really kind of colored in Chuck a little bit, you know, yeah. in the past yeah. couple episodes. Like yeah. they've really kind of added some depth to him. Excuse me, some depth to him because we were all hating Chuck. Yeah. Know, by the end of season one, sure. and they've given him a lot more depth. I think there's a lot. There's a bigger part of me now that really understands where Chuck's coming from. Um, you know, because Chuck's not wrong. I think no, in, in some of the very basic stuff that he's saying, he's not wrong. It's just that the way he goes about things, yeah. Yeah. and it's that he's kind of tied it up with this this kind of resentment towards Jimmy that you know kind of makes his view of him like even worse. Um, and um, it's like it's like that Simpsons episode with Frank Grimes, right, yeah. where yeah. it's just like. You know, like, he hates Homer because, you know, Homer's, like, a slob and lazy and all that kind of stuff. But it's not just that. It's the fact that people love him anyway. You know, that, like, really, really Mm -hmm. gets to him, you know? Yep. Yeah. As good of a lawyer as Chuck is, he'll never have that charisma. never have that charisma. Yeah. Exactly. Um, And that whole scene, which I love that the show does these very long scenes that really kind of wind their way to the point very slowly. Yeah. And that whole scene in Chuck's office where he and Kim are having coffee, I really like the lighting because it's the sun coming up mm-hmm. and it's like it's all these shadows that are kind of mm-hmm. pulling at their feet because the sun's not 100% up yet. And, you know, he's telling the story about Jimmy and, it, I mean, it's literally Kim kind of seeing Jimmy in a new light, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thought that was very, very visually interesting and it really just kind of, just really kind of underlined, you know, the possible, you know, change in mentality that Kim is going through right now. It's like, this is, this is definitely an episode full of growing pains for Kim, like mm-hmm. really, really painful growing pains. Um, yeah. And I'm bracing myself to see what that's going to, what's yeah. that's going to cause. Yeah. I also like that it's like now Chuck, like a little bit of what you were saying is working in, working in the dark. He's working in the shadows yep. uh, as he has been, for most of Jimmy's uh, career, mm-hmm. uh, he's been the one in uh, in the shadows and dark, kind of making things bad things happen. Um, and now he's actually working in the actual dark. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, a fun little thing that they put in, maybe just to undercut the heaviness of that last scene. Uh, but they really turned the crinkly suit. Yeah, yeah. 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 it was yeah. so crinkly. <laughs> it was very crinkly, and that suit. Is getting a little ragged. It's, it's pretty yeah. beat up. I mean, yeah. he, sl- he, he slept, slept in, in it. it. Yeah. yeah, we slept in it at least once. Yeah, yeah. Once we slept in it once that we know of. Right. Yeah. So it's the average life of a of a space blanket. Space can't blanket be, can't be that. It can't yeah. be that. Uh, yeah. I don't know. All right. We should have put ours to the test. I don't remember where we I put it. We may never know. It's. Oh. Uh, I know where it is. You know where it is. <laughs> Why don't we do uh, winners and losers? Who would like to begin? Well, you know what? I feel like the real winner here. Because I've been 
I've been looking for a Kim story, and I've been looking for a dad story, and I've been looking for whatever Chuck's previous life leading up to his traumatic event. And mm-hmm. uh, I know the, the and I'm just kind of going off on a side tangent here. Um, the internet is, it probably is and will be making a lot of speculation about how, now that Rebecca is not there, did she leave him? Did she die? Was there some sort of traumatic event? Mm-hmm. And I, the way that Chuck is uh, like an invalid now, I can only assume it was an, a, tra- a yeah, traumatic yeah, event. For sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I feel like I was handed a, an episode that I've been uh, wishing and hoping for. So Congratulations. I feel like the winner. Thank you. Thank you. I so you accept are your the winner. honor. And, okay. Uh, I, I'd like to thank uh, Vince Gilligan mm-hmm. and Peter Gould. Is that his name? Peter Gould. Yeah. Peter Gould. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I guess my uh, the loser really is Kim. She got yeah. punched in the gut at the beginning, and then she worked her worked herself up and got punched right back in the gut. Yeah. Uh, and that montage was like a prison montage. It was just like yeah. head yeah. down, yeah. doing your time. Head mm-hmm. down, doing your time. Mm-hmm. Literally head down, highlighting yeah. numbers and numbers and numbers, yep. and putting your time in. It's rough. Yeah. So those are my winners and losers. Nice. Um, you know, honestly, like, winners for this episode are kind of, I don't know, the cupboard's kind of bare for this one, um, <laughs> as far as winners go. Uh, HHM, I guess, you know, they got a quarter million dollars in billings, mm-hmm. you know, with this new client. That's pretty cool, right? Yeah. You know, Kim's doing. Kim didn't get rewarded for it, but, you know. HHM, I guess, but yeah, everybody else kind of came out like a loser in this one, you know, because Jimmy, I definitely, has got a little bit of loser in him. Kim, definitely. I mean, even Mike, Mike's kind of, you yeah. know, there's there's some tension with Mike right now. And I, Mike's scared, yeah. Um, so losers, uh, I don't want to repeat and just say Kim again. Um, mm-hmm. No, I'm just going to say Jimmy, you know, because like, you know, for a you know a personality that does have so much compulsion, you know, like what Kim said to him is like maybe like one of the harshest things like someone could say, which is like stop helping, mm-hmm. like stop helping, stop trying to fix this for me. You're only doing this for yourself. I'm going to do this for me. You know, like it's 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 tough. It's really really tough. Yeah. Uh, did you want to go? Oh, uh, I don't know. I guess yeah, it is a tough episode for winners, but I, I maybe I'll pick Aaron. I, yeah. think, mm-hmm. I think she got she got a job she enjoys. She, she can sh- show him the house style. She gets house to style. boss someone around. I feel like mm-hmm. she also might mm-hmm. enjoy that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to say Aaron is the winner. Interesting. And the loser, yeah. I, I also will, I mean, I will repeat, but I, I do think Kim is just, she, she works so hard and she put everything into getting the, the new client and it, uh, I, I just can't. It, it's it's so hard to see her not get respect after that. Yeah, I love how much time we spend on that montage. There's two yeah. montages. Mm-hmm. I yeah, love. Yeah. and they went. That for it, a while. She they went was for a working while. on it for a long yeah. time. Mm-hmm. She worked really hard mm-hmm. to yeah. get that. And through her breaks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, through her lunch breaks, where she was not eating, even though she said she had a turkey club. turkey tur- yeah. uh, turkey wrap uh, turkey wrap, um, <laughs> and then working such long hours. Yeah, like that is ridiculous. You gotta eat, Kim. You gotta take care of yourself. Yeah. Uh, for me, oh, you, you, uh, you getting in early today? 
My loser to to dark side your pick is Aaron, oh. uh, and the reason for that is because in any job that I've ever had, um, it's never been a fun situation to have to train someone that supposedly should know more than you know. Yeah, um, and especially if that someone is the kind of person that that Jimmy mm-hmm. is. Uh, so. For her to have to babysit Jimmy, I think she is the loser in the situation. Being a second-year uh, person, having to babysit a fourth-year person, uh, and he's actively not—he's—he he's, has no interest in her help whatsoever, um, and I don't think she wants to be doing it. Uh, the winner for me is Chuck. Uh, because he came out relatively unscathed in this episode, not counting that flashback from, you know, back. Um, and uh, he, has a, he has a routine, like we said. Uh, he, his business is doing well, uh, and he, is, uh, he seems to be doing well compared to Baby comparatively. Steps. Yeah, baby steps. baby steps, baby stepping down the stairs, <laughs> um, baby step into the with the lights on. Um, yeah. All right. So, what do we got in the way of plugs? Uh, my group, Youth Large, will be performing at the Philadelphia Sketch Fest at eight p.m. on March thirty first at the Ruba Club. And uh, yeah, come out and see it. And also, my other group, Secret Pants, will be performing at the Community Education Center. Is that what it's called? That's right. In West yeah. Philly uh, on April 3rd. 3rd. <laughs> April 3rd. Uh, also a part of Philly Sketch Fest. Cool. That's like the 3500 block of the... Anyway, uh, I will... Uh, <laughs> uh, my group uh, will also be performing uh, the show right after that. So if you want to make it a double feature, uh, see Youth Large at 8 o'clock and see Swedish at 9.30 on March 31st at the Ruba Club, 416 Green Street. That's 416 Green Street over by Spring Garden, the Spring Garden area of Philadelphia. <laughs> um, that's part of Philly Sketch Fest. And then I'll also be with the Secret Pants uh, on Sunday. Awesome. I'm plugless at the moment. But, but you yeah, can follow me on yeah. Twitter, Michael J. Henley. <laughs> as long as you got a Twitter, you're never plugless. <laughs> 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 Uh, as for, for me, speaking of Twitter, you can follow me at Mike Marbeck, uh, and you can find me on MikeMarbeck.com, uh, where you can find this, uh, podcast and other podcasts that we do. We're doing the, uh, Stark Raven Mad. We just put up a new episode a, a week or so ago, which covers Game of Thrones. Uh, we have another episode coming up, I believe, on the 28th of March that should be posted. Uh, as far as shows to see, you can see The Future, which is a team I direct, an improv team here, uh... In Philly for the Philly Improv Theater. You can see us every Saturday at 9 p.m., just about every Saturday. Uh, and Study Hall, which is a show that combines local lectures um, uh, from college professors and comedy. That is going to be March 26th. Uh, we feature uh, professors from Drexel, uh, and we also have local storyteller uh, Hillary Ray will be um, doing a lecture or two within this uh, particular show. Um, that's pretty much uh, pretty much it. Uh, if you want to get five dollars uh, Amazon coupon, <laughs> listen to the last episode because I don't have that info in front of me. Um, <laughs> but I will uh, plug it in the next one. Uh, more importantly, if you want a free bring Better Call Saul T-shirt, yeah, go to iTunes, rate and review the podcast, 
Uh, and send us emails. We will read it uh, and go through yeah. whatever you talk about uh, in Next there. week, Mike will do it in the Casey Kasem voice. Yeah, I'll do it in the Casey Kasem <laughs> voice. Um, I just had to record some stuff in uh, a Carson voice, which was oh. which was pretty neat. Ooh, really? out to wow. somebody. We'll see how that goes. Um, Can we but, hear a little bit of that? Or? Uh, the, the deal with this was it was uh, in a, set in a world where... Uh, Carson, the Tonight Show has never happened. Okay, uh, and he just goes around from town to town, helping people. So all I had to do was just say a couple of different things in that. It was just improv. Uh, one of the ones was uh, uh, there's a Johnny Carson, and uh, I just want to tell you a little bit about myself. Uh, I go from uh, town to town, uh, and I I help people. I'm I'm a midwestern guy with uh, midwestern <laughs> values. I'm from Iowa, and you know what they say about people from Iowa so I don't have to tell you (laughs) Uh, thanks for listening everybody (laughs) 